are holier than you, and this is the How to Make a Demon podcast. You have your host here, Gio, and your co-host, Haley. Hello. And it's just us this week, because Jamie is in the lovely city of San Francisco. I was always going to say the city of angels, but that's not San Francisco. <laughs> not San Francisco. It's the, it's the city of, uh, is this dog poop or is this human poop? <laughs> <laughs> I just remember the smell of seals, or sea lions. Seals, I never right? Saw the ones that are out on the pier and they smell really terrible. What's the difference between a sea lion and a seal? It's a really good question that I feel like I should know the answer to. Um, is one like a cat and one's a dog? Possibly, but oddly, <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, you're brilliant. <laughs> that's like not true. Yeah, I, I just made true. that up. I completely just made that up. <laughs> But when you just think about them, <laughs> I just said that because like wise, one's a sea sure. lion, so that's like that's a cat, and then I know one of them like the babies are called pups. I think it's the seals. seals. Yeah, but I think sea lions also. Oh okay. Oh. None of them are as good as walruses. Mm, but did you ever watch the walruses fight? Yeah, that's yeah, cool, fake. Cool. Oh god. <laughs> well, see, I guess this is what happens when happens when Jamie's not here to. Yeah, I tell everybody to watch. Uh, I, watch yeah. I tell everyone to watch Tusk. <laughs> Twist in the plot. We're actually going to talk about marine life this week. And shitty Kevin Smith movies. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. That was a good intro on my part. I stole I completely stole it from you. Like, What do you, you mean? Came, well, I stole remember I used to say all that shit, and then like you did it awesome. You were like, we are holier than you. Thanks, I was really nervous. Oh, that was always written there. I just never listened to Jamie, and you did. Oh. You're never looking at the script, huh? I look at it sometimes. Like, I'm looking at it right now to tell everyone that we put out new episodes every Tuesday, sometimes Wednesdays. And um, they're on iTunes, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. Um, you can like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash loveyourdemon and you can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Tumblr all shit that we will be talking about today at htyprod any questions, complaints, or miscellaneous comments, send them to podcast at holierthanyou.com and of course, check out how to love your demon at loveyourdemon.com way past those 5,000 views and by way past, I mean moderately past it yeah maybe I don't know if we got to fifty two hundred. I that's, think we're still. That's still really good. I feel oh. like five thousand. I've never had five thousand people. I don't think five thousand people have ever listened to anything that I've said. Yeah. Uh, I, don't, I know. don't even think I have five thousand <laughs> total downloads on my podcast. <laughs> my other one. <laughs> yes. Oh, <it's> man. <laughs> Well, that seems like a lot. That is a lot. It's a lot. And it's like a 10-minute movie. It's a lot. I like it. Yeah. I think it's impressive. It feels good, and it's just interesting to be in this spot where we're at now because we've already shoved it down the throats of, like, all of our friends like (laughs) and friends of their friends. So, like, I feel like that organic reach is just kind of hanging out, and it's like, so what do we do now? Right. Man, you guys are so prepared for these episodes. I'm, like, looking at this thing, and you were telling me right before us doing this that, oh, I don't know what we're going to talk about and all this stuff. And, like, this, well, is, this is written out. Well, well no. Sort so of. The, 
the ironic thing about you looking at the the script this time is that there is none. But there typically is. there is. No, there is. It's, it says, you know, it's got a little bit of an outline for me. It's got, like, topic and points. Oh, um, well, I didn't delete some stuff from last time. That's not supposed to be there. Oh! <laughs> no, yeah. I don't have one. <laughs> I just kind of, usually I copy and paste it, and I just didn't get to cleaning it up completely. See, um, this is the segment where we're going to talk about social, but we're also going to teach <laughs> you how to bullshit through a podcast. Right now, we just killed like 10 minutes. You guys don't even know. <laughs> we like to call shooting from the hip. <laughs> um, um, well, so so this is episode number five of our podcast, which is exciting. I'm not sure if you said that before. No, I didn't. I need to learn how to say that. that I, I feel, feel good about that, number five. It's um, good. Um, I think the more... Well, I've done a, a lot of these, obviously, but... I think the more um, you and Jamie get to do them, like it becomes very natural. Um, it's it gets to the point where it's actually hard to like stick within the hour. And I feel like um, episode three we had that issue where you know it was hard for us to stay within the hour. We kind of had to cut ourselves off. And I think this topic, you were right when we were said earlier that we kind of broached this. I think that was one of the things that we cut off from one of the episodes, and we said, "Hey, let's talk about social media another time." Um, cool. So now we're going to talk about that. And um, before you guys shut the thing off, A, because we bullshitted for 10 minutes, and then B, because we're like, we're going to talk about social media. <laughs> yes. Obviously, you know how to use Facebook, Instagram, whatever. Like, whatever it is that you use, most people know how to use it. Most of these things are intuitive. Um, but the way that we're going to frame it is that we're trying to use these platforms to reach an audience, right? Because... The most important thing, and Jamie like reiterates this over and over again, and he's like, you know, you make your movie and you finish it, and the hard part starts there because you have to get people to watch it. And, um, you know, it's really difficult, actually, to get people to dedicate, like, 10 minutes to watch something that they know nothing about if they don't know you. Um, so all these platforms are great ways to reach out to people, and there's always, like, fun and inventive things that you can do with them. And there's also, like, things that just won't work out. Um, so I don't know, how do we, how do we want to go through this? Do we want to go through each well, one? Well, can I just say, yeah. um, so I'm pretty much giving up on Tumblr. I think it's one of those things that it's time is done. Like I realized when, it, like sometimes my nostalgia around Tumblr is seeing people on Facebook like sharing a screenshot of something someone said on Tumblr, but I wonder if these people are actually active on Tumblr because I can't find any life. I've been trying. And then I learned social media is no fun without any friends or any other people That's to true. hang out there with. That's true. Like, I just recently got back into Twitter um, because just on my personal one, I had. I feel like everyone gets to this point. Like, you follow a bunch of people because you want to have people follow you. So, you know, you try to do that, like, someone follows you, you follow them back. So then you start to look at your stream, and your stream is just, like, this nonsense. Because, you know, I was looking at it, and I was like, my favorite platform is Instagram at the moment, and it has been for a long time. And it's because I, on Instagram, I'm very selective of who I follow. Um, I have a very, like, I feel almost like a DJ. Like, I'm, like, curating my list of pictures that I'm going to see. And, you know, people also curate how they put out their pictures. Like, I won't ever post more than one picture a day and usually I don't post more than two a week 
and it's just like a small stream of stuff that that way you only get my nice pictures and other people do the same sort of thing and then there's people that like will post you know a series of pictures i also have my selfie rule like on instagram if anyone posts more than five selfies within like 20 pictures then they get deleted i like that rule yeah it's pretty good i also probably don't talk to them (laughs) right yeah that's interesting twitter is currently my favorite and maybe it's for the opposite reason just like the random shit that people are thinking you know spur of the moment do you get a lot of engagement on it on your personal one sometimes i've only had it for for a few months now i was late very late to the twitter game but i did that thing yeah i followed a bunch of people to try to get people to follow back and then like i tried to make sure i had like one more person following me yeah so like just (laughs) i don't know why um but now i'm like kind of making twitter friends and it's cool to interact with people and just finding better accounts that are more suited to what i'm into yeah, I love that, like, one person that basically, like, retweets everything that you say. You're like, yes, my dude yeah. liked that. <laughs> like, shout that tweet to, was for you. Shout out to Colin the Film Guy. He's yeah, like, love he's you, He's always sharing stuff, and his shit's really cool, too. And he um, he said he was going to come on the podcast, so I'm going to hold him to that. Nice. Nice. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. See, so that's what we're talking about. Like, it's a great way to reach out to random people like I remember when I started my other podcast um you should sleep pod shout out to them um I remember when we first started building our network there and like every podcast was just like refollowing each other and eventually I was able to get um this guy on our show well two people I was able to get on the show through twitter I got this comedian Kevin Bartini um he was putting out his uh new comedy album and he a lot of people don't know him, but he does, like, if you ever go see, like, The Daily Show or Jimmy Fallon or any of those, like, live um, t- uh, nightly shows, whatever, or mm-hmm. forget, what do they call them? Late night shows? Late night shows, there you go. One of those, like, late night shows. They always have, before the the host comes on, they have, like, a warm-up guy, and he tells, like, a bunch of jokes, and he's just, like, getting you ready to, like, understand, like, how you laugh on the TV. Cause like, like they, yeah, like that's, that's exactly what it is, and like it gets you so like you know they'll start turning on the thing that says applause and the thing that like tells you like all that stuff. Like it teaches the audience because they have a new audience every night, so they teach them during that segment how to like laugh and how to like whatever. That way, like the show goes off perfectly for um, at night because you know the worst thing that they want is you know if they have a shitty joke, nobody laughs at it. They kind of make yeah. you, which is fair. Like, they give you free tickets. I don't think any of them you have to pay for it. So that's a fair exchange. That's cool. Yeah, it's yeah. a pretty easy job. So they have, like, the hype man. And he was the hype man for the show that Jon Stewart used to do. What is that? That was... The uh, Daily Show? The Daily Show, yeah. And I think he is... Oh, no, excuse me. Was he the Daily Show? He might he might have been the other one because I think he now is with Craig. What's his face? I don't know any of those guys' names. I don't watch well, them. Speaking of names, what's the name of the guy you're talking about? Kevin Bartini. Kevin Bartini. Cool. Um, but yeah, he came on. To, like I saw that he was promoting his album, and once one person follows you back, you can like DM him. So uh, I slid into the DM, and. <laughs> And uh, I was like, hey, you want to come on to the pod? And he's like, yeah, man, I would love to, actually. Like, I'm promoting my 
um, album, and you know he's he's not that big of a guy, so that's one of the easiest marketing things you can do. It's free for him. He shows up on the pod, and he gets whatever listeners we have. Um, too bad for him. We have no listeners, but <laughs> now he's famous in Soviet Russia, so whatever. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, and we got him, and then we also recently got a personal favorite of mine. Um, I've always wanted to get Chris Ladondo on the show, and it's such a long story behind that guy, but he is currently... People will know him as the producer on the What Say You podcast, which is the podcast of Q and Sal Volcano from Impractical Jokers, the TV show. Um, and, you know, they don't put out many podcast episodes, but when they do, they're pretty funny. Um, and Impractical Jokers has a pretty big following, but he was great to have on. He actually did a short film, and I'm hoping to maybe reach out to him on this one, too. I, I wanted it to give us a little bit of... Uh, get us like a little bit situated before we had more guests on um well yeah that got me thinking who would be your dream guest to bring on this podcast absolute dream yeah but it, like relevant um kevin smith like how dope would that be pretty dope and it'd be great like i think we would talk their asses off if not him then um nick scarpino from the kind of funny crew He's a producer on that, and he also, his dream is to take, like, you know, they have their whole stream of shit that they do, but he wants to actually, like, write a film and and make the film. They are currently, like, the closest he's gotten to is that they have an animated series, which me and Jamie want to do, Um, and you too, you're part of it, sorry. (laughs) Uh, And uh, we are holier than you, we're all doing it, sorry. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) It's a Monday, I'm already on the whiskey. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Oh, nice. Cheers. Yeah, thanks. Clink. <laughs> um, yeah, I'd love to have him on. Because he's, he's a guy that, like, so he started his career as a producer for IGN when they were starting to do their videos. And IGN, for anyone that doesn't know, is a pretty major um, gaming website, gaming gaming media conglomerate of sorts they're parts of they're part of Ziff davis now they got acquired but um they were independent for a long time and back when they were doing and they still do video now but nick was part of the 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 guys that produced the show there they would do like a daily show that was kind of like one of those late night shows but it was like in the middle of the afternoon um it was (laughs) called up at noon and um they also they did a bunch of stuff like they would do game reviews they would interview like all sorts of guys and then now he's part of the kind of funny crew and obviously you know they're very video focused so that's that's his job there but would love to have him on like it would be great to talk to him about you know his rise and because he's independent now he's doing what we want to do like they're making content day every day and they they got out of like the day-to-day and are just doing their own shit which is awesome uh so those would be my two yeah well Consider this an open invitation to those two people. Kevin Smith and what was the second guy's name? His his name is Nick Scarpino. Nick Scarpino. You're welcome. Anytime. <laughs> Just let us know. You can email us. At um, <laughs> podcast. <laughs> at holierthanyou.com. I have to look it up. Sorry. We got to make this clear. Kevin, Nick, you can email us at podcast at holierthanyou.com. Anytime. Where would I be without you, Haley? I don't remember anything. <laughs> well, so listening to you talk about that got me thinking about with different social media platforms. Wait, but what are yours? 
I gotta sleep on it. Okay. I don't know. All right, all right. You set me up there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's just rolling. But so it's interesting to me how, like, it seems like with Twitter or and maybe with Instagram, those two, you're you have this close connection to the celebrity because maybe people these like these people in public view they actually use those accounts whereas like no celebrity is you has a personal facebook account that they're like keeping up with people with um who does one person does like it's really famous the guy from fast and furious i can't believe i'm fucking forgetting his name <laughs> can't believe that i i can't tell you what it ben is diesel Vin Diesel. Oh shit. He loves his Facebook. Vin Diesel's what? on his Facebook on the regular. Him and um the guy that does Arrow too, he's always on Facebook. There there's like there are a few people, but they're like weird. Like it's definitely the people that like sat there and they couldn't figure out Twitter or Instagram and they're like, fuck it, let's do Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like Vin Diesel sitting there, he's like, "I will not be the defined by 140 characters. I say yeah, what the fuck I like, want." Yeah, no, he just gets mad. He can't figure out like how to correctly angle his Instagram photos. The filters <laughs> don't feel accurate. It's all about the art, man. <laughs> yeah, but like, I don't know. I feel like Twitter has been also cool to me in that sense where like I feel like you can tweet at people and maybe they'll retweet you or like maybe they'll respond. People that I would normally not come into contact with in any way. And I also feel like usually if, um, like, you usually get a like. Depending on who it is, definitely. But, like, if you're strategic with your tweet, you do it at the right time. Usually what I do is, like, I wait to see when someone tweets out their stuff. Because you know they have their phone on their hand. So there's a good chance that, like, they'll get the notification and see, like, hey, somebody, like, tagged me or whatever. That's Uh, smart. Or, like, my other one is, like, it could get difficult if they already tweeted because then, like, they'll get the stream of people, like, liking their thing. So what you could do is see if there's, like, a time that they're, like, always tweeting. Like, so, like there's, like, a window. And that might be, you know, when, they, when they're on their phone and, like, they're doing whatever. And that's when they're tweeting. Yeah. Well, another thing that's interesting to me is how social media just keeps changing. Like, it's interesting. Now I feel like a, like a real job market has grown for people to be, like, social media coaches. Right. But it's interesting because sometimes people just learn, like, okay, like, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, those are the popular ones. Like, and they'll learn all they can about it, but then Periscope becomes a thing. And, like, suddenly they're like, I don't know what the fuck that is. Yeah, or you Snapchat. Know? People still don't really understand Snapchat. And my favorite comment is like, "Is this Snapchat just for dick pics?" I'm like, uh, I don't know. I don't think so. Yeah, <laughs> but really, like as someone who's never used it, that that's still stuck in my brain. But if it was just for dick pics, it probably wouldn't still be so popular now. I would it's assume. like I think it's you know at least for me personally, like Snapchat came up because. So I had my Instagram and I really got into Instagram, and that's where you take your artsy fartsy photos and you put them up. Um, Snapchat is the one where it's like, it's, it's you without your makeup on, I always call it. It's like, you know, it's the photos that you don't need to save them. It's just like a quick joke that you're making or like, there's a lot of like inside stuff. My favorite thing to do is like to make an inside joke and 
send it to my story. So the story goes out to everyone that's like your friend. But then you could also send a Snapchat directly to someone. So I'll send like a Snapchat directly like two or three people that it makes sense to. And I just throw it out my story to just confuse people. And it's just like stupid jokes. Like I'll be watching the Gilmore Girls on Netflix. And like I'll make a stupid comment or like I'll put like a little snippet of it. You put that anywhere else you're going to get a copyright infringement or something like that. Because, you know, you can watch Gilmore Girls on Instagram and you'll you get in trouble for that. But on Snapchat, it's literally like you have those 10 seconds to watch. It exists in that bubble. Nobody's, nobody but your friends are seeing it. And then that's it. And um, the NSA. And the NSA. Asterisk, asterisk. But they're totally my friends. Thank you for your protection, NSA. Do not do anything to me. <laughs> Yeah, we think you're cool. If you want to come on the podcast, you can just email us at podcast at holierthanyou.com. <laughs> How creepy um, would it be if like some dude just started talking and be like, actually, Snapchat yeah, is all about dick pics. That's yeah. all we see. <laughs> <laughs> well, so my question is, as a non-Snapchat user, yeah. how... how do people monetize it? Because it seems like, you know, there's ads on everything else, so... So my favorite one is, so brands have been like making Snapchats. And so you sit there and you're like, why am I going to subscribe to a brand's Snapchat? Like that doesn't make sense. Um, And then you start to see these Snapchats and you get it. My favorite one, absolute, absolute favorite one. And shout out to all the people that do fucking social media for Taco Bell. They are fucking (laughs) killing it. Like there is a renaissance of like, you know people going to Taco Bell just solely due to their social media team that is like killing it like they're just, you got to check out their Twitter like I don't know I, I don't know I don't think I did it when when we set up our Twitter so I'm going to set us up with Taco Bell on our Twitter they make oh, the best don't. they make the best tweets they're so good and then their Snapchat their stories are like fucking amazing like they make better stories than 99% of my friends and they're just like really funny they announce like products on it but they'll like do it in a very um you know fun way and they'll do special things for like hollies like they did a thing for Cinco de Mayo which they wouldn't really I don't think they would do that on any other platform because they don't necessarily want to associate the brand with like what Cinco de Mayo is associated with like copious amounts of drinking but like they'll do something fun on Snapchat because they're just like yeah it's on there and then it disappears like whatever and people wow, talk about it. I didn't realize that brands are on Snapchat. I mean, yeah. I guess I would have assumed it if I thought about it, but huh, weird. And then, well, what happens is like Snapchat will promote them. So, like, Snapchat doesn't really promote, like, you don't go onto Snapchat and Snapchat says, hey, your friends, like, other than the page where you can look at your phone book and it'll tell you, like, all the people on your phone book that have it. But, like, in your regular stream of things, it won't say to you, hey, you should check out this person, this person, and that person. But what they do say is, like, you should check out this brand, this brand, and that brand. And then they'll have one for, like, um, another great one is, like, for people that have fucking FOMO, like, they'll do one for Governor's Ball that was last weekend. So you can Snapchat to Governor's Ball, and there's just, like, a constant stream that Snapchat hosts of people Snapchatting to the Governor Ball um story and they pick some of them so then you just like you didn't get to go to governor's ball and you can just watch the story and it's like everyone's impression of it other ones will do is like a soccer game or like the nba finals or whatever and you're getting different angles because you're getting everybody's whoever's snapchatting you're getting their angles you'll get like lebron james snapchatting and you'll also get some asshole in the stands and you'll get like let's say the knicks are doing it you would get you know fucking spike lee doing it too it's like you don't know who you're going to get in that story, and it makes it fun. It makes you feel like you were there. That's another thing that's like, 
Um, I'm not really into those, but I know a lot of people are. Wow, yeah, that's so weird. It's like everything about being there without actually being there. That must affect your brain, and like this has to have some sort of effect on our generation, don't you think? I think like, so, for sure. Way. Like, I feel that we are just like incapable of like tuning into things for a long period of time. Like, this is just feeding our natural ADD. And, like, I could totally tell just, like, how I view content is completely changing. Um, You know, I can't... I remember I wanted to see the season finale of The Flash. And the reason... The only reason I wanted to see it on TV was because everybody always fucking spoils things on, like, Twitter or whatever. And, you know, you and I have to check Twitter because we're, like, doing stuff on it. So I can't get away from it. And I'll just be like, fuck, I gotta, like, watch the show because, like, if I, you know, forget that I'm not supposed to check my Twitter for two hours or uh, two days, imagine, um, then, like, I get spoiled, you know? And I, w- I wasn't even trying to because people just need to talk about things. Yeah. Um, so I tried to watch The Flash on TV, and I couldn't watch it because I couldn't, like, I couldn't not pause the show. <laughs> like, I needed my breaks. I couldn't, yeah. like, give it, like, a whole hour of my attention, and it was very difficult to... To zone into it. I watched half of it and then I had to just watch it later. <laughs> but everything I watch now is just YouTube videos. And if a YouTube video is ever like more than 15 minutes, like I, I don't turn it on. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. And it's also interesting how like each, like they just keep throwing it at you. Like all the social media channels that we've been talking about, Snapchat included from what you've said, like they're curated for a while. So Twitter did not do that before. I feel like they just recently did that. Well, in some way they would put like, like people, they suggest that you follow, but now there's a thing that shows up. That's like tweets you might like. Oh, I never saw, I, I might've turned that off. Yeah. And they do like, while you're away. I do. I did see that. I kind of like the while you're away because it's a good, like, it's a good way of parsing through your stream of giving you, like, just the tweets that were really popular. But it does really change the platform. Because, like, that's what it started on. Absolutely. And then Instagram actually did that on the low. Um, Most people don't even realize this, but, like, Instagram changed it that your stream, the top of your stream is really just people that you interact with the most or the things that they're promoting. And it used to just be by time. Like, it used to be, you know, you go in and it was just in the order of whatever happened. So, like, if somebody posted at 6, that one's first. 5.30, 5.30, that one's later, that's yeah. et cetera, et cetera. But now it's engagement level on it, um, your engagement level with that person. So I completely don't even see some people's Instagrams anymore um, mm. just because I am very engaged on Instagram. So there's a lot of people that I'm very engaged with and they just get, th- like, if they post a lot of pictures, then their pictures always overcome the other people that will post, like, once a week, and I'll never see those. Kind of similarly to, like, with Facebook... There are pages like my friends' businesses or something like that that I follow, but I never see any of their shit because of the way that algorithms are changed. I bet there are very professional people making vast amounts of money to create those algorithms and make them better. Absolutely. And then the funny one is, I remember pointing this out to, to Jamie. I was like, Jamie, I never see your updates for your movie. And he's like, what do you mean? I'm like, and there was a point in time 
right before he released the film that he was like making teasers and all this stuff and I was like I haven't seen like I hear you talking about them but I haven't seen any of them and then I go into the page and the page has an option to and this is the default that you won't get updated on something you like unless you go in there and tell it to throw it into your stream which I didn't realize that what? Yeah. wait say that again so let's say you're you like holier than you the page um then you go like your Facebook stream won't necessarily show you all the holier than you stuff unless you go in and click this button that says show me every time that holier than you post oh yes I recently realized that too yeah so then it'll be based on like engagement but obviously like you know we're part of the people that make the engagement for those pages like we're always like the first three likes and we're not gonna see them if we're not you know if we don't have that button clicked right Man, and another just a pet peeve that I have with Facebook is how they added that feature. So say, like, I posted something, and while you're scrolling through, you liked it, and then, like, later on you went to my page. When they put posts you haven't seen yet, Mm -hmm. I wouldn't be so pissed if it wasn't called a timeline. (laughs) It's like, what the hell? I think, well, the original intention was that it was a timeline, and they never changed the name. But, like, the good thing with Facebook is that you could actually, you can change some of the stuff. Like, you can go in and say, my feed is a timeline, and my feed is just, like, show me everything in time. It's hard to figure it out, but you can do it. On Instagram, that option is gone for now. Like, they have it, like, they took it away, they changed it, and now it's just the things that they think are popular. And, you know, coming from advertising, I know where that's going. And the ads that you see are, I mean, I already see it. The ads that you see are going to be more and more than they were before with instagram god i feel like i need to find a, a word other than interesting i feel like i said interesting like 20 times already but with instagram i do find it really interesting that they haven't enabled like a share like a reshare oh i know um i think it's because their model is really based on you um like you promote like you promoting your own things like it's not really about it's personal right it's supposed to it's really supposed to be your art right it's supposed to be your pictures so if you're reposting stuff then you're reposting someone else's pictures um and i get where that's coming from because a lot of people get pissed off when people repost you know their pictures they'll put watermarks on their pictures and stuff like that so that they can't do that um i mean i I don't know who has the time for that but they do it Wait, on their Instagram photos, people watermark them? Yeah, people watermark their Instagram photos. Or what they'll do is, like, you'll see a lot of photos with borders because when they put the borders on, it's difficult for you to recapture that image because um, it, like, degrades the value of, of the image. Like, it does something to the pixels or whatever. It's a technical term for it. I don't get why they would be upset that someone was sharing their stuff. I get the need to put a watermark, but... If everyone could just not be an asshole and give credit where credit is due, it's I mean, it's you're talking about the internet here. <laughs> there are nothing but assholes on the internet. <laughs> I'm convinced they're all like 14-year-old boys. I, I don't know. <laughs> they probably are. <laughs> I don't know. When I, was, when I was younger, I was not an asshole at all on the internet. I remember trolling. Um, I remember when it started, and I remember some of the original trollers back in the day, but 
for the most part, there was a lot of self. I was having this conversation with someone the other day. It was like, so before all the social media platforms, there were forums, and you would go onto the forums. Well, there were two things. There were forums, and there were aim chat groups. Oh yeah. Yeah, like they would like suggest, and you'd go in. And I was like, I want to talk about Pokemon. So you'd go in, and there'd be like the Pokemon box. And if they did that now, that Pokemon box would a be full of porn, b be full of pedophiles, c be full of like some other random shit nothing about pokemon but back by the time i made it there it was already like that oh really when i got there it was like a pokemon chat box and like you got to know people there and like you would talk to people and you know there was always that i don't know who the person on the other side of the thing is but there was a good amount of people that i met online that i later later met in real life um i ended up going to college with like a group of people that we had um we had one of these secret forums and you know, I had never met any of these people, but they we all ended up in the same school because we would talk about shit like that. And we were like, "Oh, what college are you going to? You going to Binghamton? Oh shit! Wow!" So we would have like a meetup, and we we're like, "Yeah, we all." That used sounds to- a little creepy, Gio. Why was it secret? Um, it was just it was like it was a gaming. It was go. It was game fact game FAQs. I always called it game facts, but I don't think that's the pronunciation of it. It's game FAQs. Go on there. You back in the. Back, back, back in the day. You go back there. in the day. In you the internet it. chat room. Well, you couldn't afford those books. They used to, I don't know. I, you, I don't know if you were ever a gamer, but they would make these books that would teach you how to, like, get through the game. So for harder games, like, you know, Notoriously Hard Ninja Gaiden or something like that, or Mega Man or whatever it was, like, they would make these books and it would teach you or, like, it would show you all the secrets in the games. There were always, like, secret levels. Like Cheat codes were in there, but it was also like a walkthrough. It like it would tell you, like, oh, this this happens in this level, and et cetera, et cetera. So then they moved that to online, and they made them free because those books were twenty bucks, and the games were like forty. So it was almost a half the price of the game. Um, not a lot of people could afford them. So game game FAQs. That was one of the websites that they would put up walkthroughs of the games, um, and that's that's how I ended up there. Like I think the first one I went to was that if you ever played the first Pokemon, there was, like, a secret way to get... So Mewtwo's, like, Pokemon 150, and you, you kind of, like, win the game. When, or not really. You would win the game, and then you can get Mewtwo. But there was a Mew, which was Mew 1. And yeah. he was there. And it was, so he used to, like, you would do, like, this thing around Cinnabar Island. Like, you would go in, like, circles. And if you press, like, A, B, A, B, or some shit like that, there was, like, a code. There was, like, this order of operations of things that you can do. And Mew would show up, and you can catch him. So I remember going to GameFAQs to find that out. And within GameFAQs, there were different forums that weren't about games. So there were all the ones about all the different games. Whenever a game came out, they would make a forum for it, and you could chat about that game, sort of like those AIM uh, groups. But then there were also extra ones. And they eventually made this one called Life, the Universe, and Everything. And it was like, sort, I guess it was a pun on um, th- those books. Uh, what were they called? Where like the secret of life is 42. You remember oh, those books? The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy? The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. So life, I never read the books, but life, the universe, what? and everything has something to do with that. And, you know, their number was 42 and it was forum number 42. And you couldn't, like, actually get to it. You would have to just change. So in a URL, it would say, like, Forum 1, Forum 2, Forum 3. You have to go in there and change it to 42. And other people and other, like, things would tell people to, hey, go to Forum 42. And you'd end up in the secret site. And eventually they closed it off that you couldn't join it unless you had joined it at a certain point. 
So you're. Did count- they reach forty-two members? They should have. Oh no, we had tens of thousands. Like if you don't, if you remember when Mega Upload was shut down by the U.S. government, like in two thousand eight or whatever, we were a significant part of that because there was this whole circle of like illegal trafficking of like files, like movies and all sorts of stuff, that were all all through this forum, and we would post links and the password for it was forty two. And you could, like, only we knew. Like, nobody knew that. So it was just, like, all these files that were stored in there, and nobody knew about that stuff. But, I mean, I can Unless talk about... Unless they read the book. Well, so you never went back and read it? No, I never read the books. Well, spoiler alert. No, wait, 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 wait. All right. It's my homework assignment. I'm going to read the book. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Eventually. Well, 42 is the answer to the universe, right? Or something like that? Yeah. Yeah, I, I, did, I did know that. But the um, book is very entertaining. Okay, I'll so, read it at some point. There's like five of them, right? I don't know. I really only read the first, that one. Okay. And uh, I enjoyed it, but like really not enough to read the whole series, so. I was a nerd fan. Oh, the tangent well, was because re- self-moderation. So like all those forums, we all had moderators with them, and people kept them, themselves in line. Like Even though we were running this illegal like media ring like nobody knew about it because nobody like <laughs> talk like nobody would go to the police and say hey we're downloading files here and like it was this legit closed circle where you could you couldn't get in and if you did things like you would get kicked out and with this you know the dawn of social media that kind of went out the door because how would you really moderate social media like you can delete someone's posts but then some other asshole will post something else and then that asshole could also just go back and make a new Facebook. Like, there's nothing closing you off from it. I mean, when Facebook started, you had to have a college email address. So it was kind of a closed loop. And then I remember when they opened it up, and Facebook completely changed after that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I remember some hearing that some teenager said, like, Facebook is for old people. It's like, well, there's old people on Facebook. Right, so like, no, but it's like straight for old people. Like, you will not find any young hip people on Facebook. I think they say that. Well, I mean, I'm an old person. I'm an old soul. So am I. Yeah, you're younger than I am. Doesn't matter. I'm not young enough to be (laughs) that that group I'm talking about. Well, so self moderation. Yeah, the good old days of the internet. My my, has changed. And I was thinking. So there's this other book. There's a book called Feed. Did yeah. you ever hear of it? Like Feed? Yeah, just like that word. But it's it's like a it's a young adult novel, but it's about this dystopian world where now I have to look up what year it was written. In this world, like everyone just has this this chip implanted into their brain and it's a feed that they see, but it's exactly like your any feed, your Twitter feed, your Instagram feed, your oh. Facebook thing. But they would see it like it's inside their head. And then, you know, the person that controls it is just spoke to that. Okay, 2002. Wow. That's crazy. You know, I have a friend that was writing. She loves those dystopian novels. It was hers that she gave me. She's like, you have to read this. And she was writing one of her own, but then just like gave up because all the technology that she was writing <laughs> about like already existed. <laughs> She, like, couldn't keep up with current technology. She should have like, made, like, an ironic one, like the Flintstones. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's crazy. It's changing very rapidly. So how do we keep up? So where are we with time? 
40 minutes. We have some time to talk. So with How to Love Your Demon, I feel like we should bring this up. Recently, we worked with this company. Um, I still have a really hard time describing it, but the concept revolves around social media influencers. So people that have, I think it's like over 100,000 followers on a certain social media platform, they're an influencer. Right, they're, they're a marketing firm, and they're trying to create custom content that's just on social media. I actually used to work on one of the original um, creators of constant, uh, custom content back, back when blogs were big. We would work with blogs, uh, you know, we work with brands, and the brand would go over to the blog and say, hey, write a post, and they would tell them what to write the post about, um, and we had two types of them. There would be one where the brand wrote the article for the person, and they would just have to post it on their website, and they would just clearly say, like, this was not written by us, this was written by the brand. But they would try to write it in the, like, sort of in the frame of mind of that blogger, like, the style that that blogger has. Not to copy them, but just to keep, like, the vibe of that website. Um, and then the other Is one... Is it considered would, a guest blogger or no? That We didn't call it that, but that's a good analogy. Um, and then the other type of post that we would do would be like, they'd be like, hey, here's this product, check it out, and write about it, which is what predominantly happens now. Um, and not always would they mark that it's sponsored. Um, and they would get cuts, too, of like how much of that product sold. Like if, you know, if it was like a thing that you can go to a website, um, they would get a cut of everything, every, all the traffic that they fed over to buy, because they can track how many times they would buy yeah, something. Yeah, an affiliate relationship. Yeah, exactly. Previously, I was an assistant for a life coach, and that was like a big thing. So I had to do a bunch of research into that, and also like learn how to write in the language of the brand, and like use certain words and certain colors, right. and you know use all the set things. But the next step up was sorry to... about that. Oh yeah, I hear it now. <laughs> the next step up was to gain affiliate relationships because then people, I mean, coaches like Marie Forleo. I don't know if you've ever heard of her and like Brene Brown. They have these programs that people buy into and it's it's a huge money-making thing. Oh, I know. Um, and that's where like people are really making money off social media. Okay, so back to this this marketing firm. Um, so we so someone was paid to or got a cut. I, how does that even work? Like, how does that work with the marketing firm? Like, how much does the person actually make the account right. versus... All right, so this is, this is my shit right here. This is what I do. So what you do is... So this girl that had her Instagram, right? She's a quote-unquote influencer. She got to the point where X amount of people will always re uh, like her shit, and she has, like, 149,000 followers or some crazy number. It's all organic. Like, she has it. They're actual followers. They like the stuff that she does. So, you know... There's millions of these people. They're, they're, you know, they're just spread throughout the internet. And for one reason or another, they become famous. It's not rare anymore. Like, YouTube channels get popular all the time. Um, whenever we bring up certain things, it's like you get amazed that, like, a thousand people show up at this thing. But, like, you know, PewDiePie gets more views than most fucking TV shows do. TV shows do. Um, so these people, there's all these people. And they're not business people. Their, their job is to make whatever content they make. They don't, know how, they don't know how to, like, sell their stuff, and they don't know how to, like, make money off of what they do. So they have these companies that come through, and they'll be like, hey, 
we're going to be your sales team. And obviously, we're not just a sales team for you. What we do is like brands will come to us and we curate to them the people that we think fit what they do. And that's what they did for us, right? They said like this person like makes these types of posts and they fit like what you're trying to trying to advertise here. So they'll go over it. They take like a, I mean, for my side of the industry, like standard was, we would take like a 20, 30% cut, some, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it's because we did the work of a sales team. Um, so they'll take that sort of cut and then the rest goes to the person that makes the post. So for the people that make a post, is it kind of like, like an agent? How that would work, like yeah, yeah like for acting, like my agent would call me and be like, "Hey, do you want to do this?" And you're right. like, oh, "Yeah, right." Um, it would be like an agent, like if your agent got a cut every time he got you a job, which they do. Oh, okay, that's how it works. Yeah. yeah, same deal, and not that high of a cut, but okay. um, you, do you have to pay them too, or no? Oh, okay, you don't no, have to. Yeah, you don't have to pay the people. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um. So that's interesting, and not to say it was, so it was it was a flop, and not to say it was a fail on either person's part, either party, but I like the audience wasn't right, and it's it's just interesting to see like, so we were talking about this with Instagram, people double tap and keep going on, like it's not the place to say hey watch this 10 minute video and go to this other page and like try to find this link and then come back and come back in 10 minutes and comment. People aren't going to do that. That's not what they go to Instagram for. Right. Like Instagram, Instagram right now, they're trying to go into video, but the natural, you know, use of Instagram, you have like a 10 second window, really like some people are going through their feed or even if they're going through the, like the suggested feed and they're just scrolling and it's just like a double tap thing it's almost like a game like people are just like going through and they're not going like they might read what what you have written out there but it's like it's equivalent to like reading an ad on the subway like how many times is, or you don't have that option um like <laughs> reading a billboard when you're driving like how many times has a billboard actually grabbed you while you're driving like you pass it so quickly that you know unless it caught you at the right exact time like you're really hungry and um you see that chick-fil-a sign and and it catches you at that right time but the odds of that are low like it's not something that's going to well, happen often well it's only with chick-fil-a i think like it puts it into your brain like there have been jingles that i've sang or like i get this weird yeah but you don't get the jingle with the billboard like i'm speaking specifically like let's say you're in your car right and you're just driving and you're just like flashing through these images like they're just going you keep going, you see another billboard. Like a billboard lasts, uh, on a car, a billboard lasts, like if you're going 60 miles an hour or 70 miles an hour, if you're down south, I love the south. Um, <laughs> you're going down, you go past it, you, you see the billboard for less than a minute. You see the billboard for, I don't know, 45 seconds at most. And that's more than you see in, in Instagram. Exactly. But so I think that's where how established the brand is comes into play. Mm-hmm. and. It was weird. So we were the first indie project that she's shown. But there have been previous posts of her, same setup, like food on each side, and her MacBook Air, that it was like American Horror Story or Friends. So in that case, maybe people are like, oh, like, I always heard about that show, but I never watched it. Like, next time I'm on Netflix, you're like, oh, here's American Horror Story. I guess I'm going to watch it. And it's effective in that way because I guess it's a little more subliminal. Right. But in something that people have never seen before. 
or people it's, don't have like super easy access to it, right? Because you can watch, uh, I don't know if this is true, but you can watch American Horror Story on Netflix. So that connection can still happen at another point. But we don't really have that platform. I was talking to Jamie the other day about Vimeo. It's like, I understand that Vimeo is big on the industry, but there's like a key difference between Vimeo and YouTube. You know, I remember the first day I decided that I'm going to start watching YouTube videos. And YouTube's connected to your Google. Well, no, I like I actively what? like went in and I was like, I'm gonna understand like this YouTube thing. Obviously, you watch YouTube videos like as you're what doing stuff. Did that? Um, I started watching more TV on my PlayStation, so you can't actually watch TV. So I have my Netflix, my Hulu, and I was like, oh, I downloaded the YouTube app. Let me see if I can waste time here. So I went in, and just because throughout my regular internet browsing. I watch YouTube videos, like I'll watch trailers or whatever the fuck, like people send me videos, people send you funny videos. I've seen a YouTube video before, but I haven't gone onto YouTube and said, I'm gonna watch this, right? So I went on and I finally did that. It had a list ready for me. And that list was curated to the things that I've seen before, because it has this window of like fucking 10 years of me just randomly clicking on videos. The fucking thing gets me more than I do. And I was telling Jamie, I was like, 90% of the things that it recommends to me, I, like, sit there and watch them. Like, it actually is something that I'd like. And it's crazy that it could do that. It's some of the stuff, like, I remember when it started sending me um, J-vlogs, they're called. And they're, like, video blogs from people living in Japan. And there's, like, this big, like, industry around it. Because a lot of people are, Wait, like, obsessed. Wait, what kind of, what did you call it? They're called J-vlogs. But why not just vlogs? It's a video blog. Because there's so many of them. That they, that they have like their own sub genre. What? Yeah, like there's just so many people in and Japan. And what festival blocking. part? Oh, Japan. <laughs> yeah, Japan. Yeah, yeah, and like you know, like there's like the whole like people that are obsessed with anime and all that stuff. There's like this whole industry around Japan, just because they're so weird and like all the shit that they do. Um, and like it's hard for me to convince people. I'm like, I actually don't like anime. I like, I don't even like. People always like telling me, "Oh, are you really into Japanese girls?" I'm like, "No, it's just like it's just so weird." I don't, and I don't understand it. Every time, like, it's this sort of thing where just like you watch chaos happen, and you're like, "How the fuck do they operate?" <laughs> so that's my obsession with it. And I remember when it first gave me one of those J vlogs, and I'm like watching the fucking thing. And I'm like, "This is fascinating." Like, this person is making. She's this girl had like three million views on this video. I'm like, she fucking makes a living just like. You know, she's this 20-year-old girl. She went to this foreign country to just, like... I think she's there for work. So she teaches English. I don't remember exactly which was the video that Japan is the foreign country? She's someone from somewhere yeah, else went to Japan. She was from Canada, and she went to Japan. And it's like, first of all, she's saying a boot. Second of all, she's in Japan. Whoa. Canadian. And this video yeah. is about, like, nothing. It's just, like, her day. And I'm like, this is crazy, though, because these are really cool shots. Like, she did such a great job editing the fucking thing. And I'm like, this is cool. I watch another one, watch another one, watch another one. The other day, I had recommended the Uwaga Pies or another J-Vlog. Um, there's just so many different ones. But I don't know where I was going. See, I told well, you we could wait, waste an hour. I, know I am exactly good at tangents. Where you're going. I know exactly where you're going. Okay. Speaking of recommendations, Nerdgasm. Oh, What's that what I was doing? the week? Yeah. Wait, let's finish bitching out that place. Oh. We have time. Well, we're not bitching them out. <laughs> well, I'm pretty clear we're not bitching them out because it wasn't like. It didn't work. Fault. It wasn't the right platform. It just platform. didn't work. It didn't work. And you know what happened? You do know what happened. Ben and Jerry's stole the fucking show. 
She had Ben and Jerry's by one knee and a bowl of raspberries by the other. And it was just, the majority was like 15-year-old girls saying, like, oh, we don't have Ben and Jerry's here. Oh, I love Ben and Jerry's. Oh, my God, you eat ice cream? I eat ice cream, too. And I'm like, oh, my God. Who sits there, though, and, like, eats Ben and Jerry's with a bowl of raspberries? Like, who are these people? You didn't have a sweet enough snack? I mean, if I had both things in front of me, I would eat them, but I wouldn't. You go out of your way? To like, I would not go out of my way to do that, no. She, like, that That bowl of raspberries were hand-picked. <laughs> like, she went out in the morning. Yeah, I'm sure she did. <laughs> Her fairy line, like, she was Spanish, right? She's, like, from Spain. Yeah. Yeah, she lived in Spain. <laughs> or she still does. But it's she just... lived there. We took care of her. Oh God, <laughs> I didn't see post. that. Edit that out. Cut that. No, but it's just like her. Her audience is not the type of audience to support an indie film. That's no offense to her. Right. No offense to the people that set us up with her. But it's just a learning experience. And it wasn't. So... And it wasn't the right platform either. That's where I was right. going. Like, oh, well, you're 10 yeah. seconds. Like, if you're on Instagram, you're scrolling through your list. There's no way that, because you can't click on it and go to the video. And you can't, like, that function doesn't exist right now. There are brands that advertise and that happens. Like, you can click on the border and it'll send you to the Ben & Jerry's website. If Ben & Jerry had one, which they do actually they have an ad out right now. Or they did when so, they had their Greek yogurt. Oh, no wonder they stole it. Yeah. It's all advertising. Well, how do you do that? Um, like, you have I, to be like, like you can't a real Instagram, right? You have to be like a real brand. Like they only do it for those bigger brands. How do we get real? We get uh, followers, and how do you get followers? It's a chicken or the egg thing. I but know. I really would have liked to see like if that if that woman had the same amount of followers on Twitter and posted it. I think it would have did totally Different game. I yeah, think it totally definitely. been better because you can watch the video in Twitter. Like she could have just posted the video. And you can watch the video there, and it would I think it would have done way better. Because those Definitely. views do count as our views. Um, I think Facebook, too, like, that would have been a great one. Like, if she was some, somehow, like, a Facebook influencer, that's a share across however many people that, that like her platform. Um, I, don't, I just think that Instagram wasn't the right platform for it. And that pretty much sums up, you know, what we are trying to say with this episode. It's, like, what we found, you know, fucking around with social media is that there are certain platforms that work for what we're trying to do. Like we're trying to get someone to watch a short film, and you know the key to it is that if we can, gra- like if we grab their attention, we have to get them to watch the film there. If it's a matter of like watching it later, it's not going to work. Um, I would love to try to figure out how we do it with Snapchat, and I think that's like a later game. Like I think once we are in film festivals and shit like that, like we could maybe do like a Snapchat f- channel for it. That you can, you know, while you're at the film festival, you can tell people, like, hey, follow this, and we'll be snapping things. And we won't necessarily be snapping the movie, but we can snap different things and then throw the movie in there, which is awesome. Yeah. Um, so yeah. there's fun things that we can do. And it's a small audience. that That's really not for getting followers, but that's for getting buzz. Like, you know, we might send that snap to somebody that's like, did you see what these people are doing? And it'll be like the Taco Bell thing. Like, Taco Bell all of a sudden has all these followers. It's not... They're not grabbing like a, millions of people on Snapchat, but they started doing it and they're doing it over and over. And obviously they're bigger, but they they yeah, do it. Might over. be a little different than Taco Bell. I don't know, man. I really Maybe that's know. what we need. Maybe we need to start selling Mexican food. Let's do it. How to love your taco. <laughs> Our next episode. <laughs> Jamie, uh, we changed the name of the podcast. <laughs> 
<laughs> Sorry. Uh, next time, they'll go to San Francisco. <laughs> <laughs> this is what happens. We end up... Geo rambles for 18 minutes about secret forums. <laughs> <laughs> no, I like this. I think this is a very important topic. Geo talking about the good old days when I would go into an internet chat room about Pokemon and there would actually be talking about Pokemon. How weird is it going to be we're like, we're real old people and like the shit that we talk about? <laughs> Because we're so all going to be on, like, crazy drugs. Because by the time we're old people, like, all sorts of stuff is going to be legal. And we're just going to be on all of it. Like, we're going to be doing these drug cocktails. Yeah. <laughs> With our little VR and we're just, like, hanging out. Or... <laughs> Holograms. <laughs> all right. Well, do, do we, should we talk about more things or should we, should we curate for our audience? I think we should curate for the audience. All right. I got it in my well, head when Jamie what? has to press the button so that, you know. Oh. Yeah. I we, don't have, we don't have a soundboard yet. Mm, we need one of those. No. Or we just need Alan as a guest every night. Alan, come over. <laughs> we need you. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I'm happy with Nerdget. Ever since it was sung, now I'm just like, I feel a lot better about it. And fucking I like it every time. I like it more every time. He fucking set the bar. Like, I love that. There are three of you on that podcast. Did you all not know what a juggalo was? No, I knew exactly what a juggalo was. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I was like, it sounded as if you three just heard what a juggalo was for the first time. And I was like, how did y'all just discover that? Dude, no, <laughs> did you not hear? I was calling them out. That girl with the ICP tattoo on her forehead. Oh, okay, 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 okay. I guess, yeah, my, I self-educated on juggalo, so I had a bit of a negative idea in my brain. But right. Tried to open up a little bit. He was speaking up for the juggalettes. <laughs> but this week, I am actually really excited about this one. Fight Club 2? I didn't even know that was a thing. So now, Chuck Palahniuk is putting out a graphic novel. Oh. for It's the compilation of the first from issues 1 to 10 of Fight Club 2. And um, it's a hardcover Thing. And I realize now to the audience that I'm breaking the first two rules of Fight Club, but it's <laughs> worth it. And so they released a, a book trailer, which I'd never seen before. It was so cool. And um, the art, so it's, it's published by Dark House, Dark Horse. Dark Horse, yeah. Yeah, I, I knew that. I like that you're getting into comics like at an older age. It's really cool. Like I remember as a kid, and I was that comic book nerd, and I was like, nobody's ever gonna read this shit. And all these books that I'm reading, they're gonna fucking never finish them because they're just gonna stop making them because nobody makes money off of this shit. And now it's like this fucking huge thing. And part of me is like, y'all are all fakers. But then the other part of me is like, this is good because I get more of what I used to like. No, yeah, totally. I I could see both sides, but really. I think I was just, like, never into, like, DC or Marvel. I guess all that I saw, it just felt like there was the damsel in distress, and then there was, like, this some random dude with a superpower that would just save the day, and I was like, this is uninteresting. But the Dark Horse comics, I've become a fan. I'm gonna get you. I'm gonna get you um, some DC books that you'll like. I'm not too educated on the Marvel world because I dropped off on that. Honestly, I feel that a lot of Marvel is, you know, the bam, pow, whatever, like what you just said, damsel on distress, yeah. all that bullshit. Um, but there are some solid, like, DC books, like The Watchmen. 
I think you would really, 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 really enjoy The Watchmen. Um, yeah. If you ever have a chance, like pick it up. It's a $10 book. And it is, it's funny because it makes fun of superheroes in sort of a way. It's like a satire, but not, it's like serious also. I think you would enjoy it. But now that you're starting, like, you get into it. Like we start reading the comics little by little. And I think later you'll open up to that stuff. Really, like, I, yeah, I could have never predicted that, like, at age 26 I would buy my first comic book, but I love it. And so it's And you awesome. bought an expensive one. I did. Yeah. I, yeah, I got, like, a third, a third and fourth job. I'm working many jobs now. But <laughs> now it's, like, to support my comic book. <laughs> I'm, like, ready. But so this one, um, Fight Club 2, the hardcover is coming out June 28th. And... I'll post a link to the book trailer. It's awesome. But I was thinking, I don't know if you, are you really into comic books? I know yeah. you're into that world. So yeah. the artist, I was trying to figure out who the artists were because the art is beautiful. And the cover art is David Mack, who I read worked for either, he also uh, draws for either Marvel or DC. And then the interior art is Cameron Stewart. You recognize those? Oh. those beautiful artwork. And that's another, that is so interesting to me. So that Buffy comment, um, I was reading up like at the end, they, it's like a little note from the artist and just like how the sketches evolved. And the guy that did the art, I forget his name now, but he, he never watched the series before. And it was interesting how he like said different actors, just if like, um, who's, who plays Willow? Allison Hannigan. Uh, yeah. She said, like, she was so expressive and emotive, like, it was hard to really get Willow down. It's true that, like, in some, like, she doesn't always look like herself. And that just must be so interesting to have to, because you would really have to watch a person for a while, you know, to get their their yeah. facial expressions down. But I'm stoked, so I'll post a link to that. But what do you have for this week? Uh, just really quick on your thing. I think your next step, and this is another, you didn't think this is weird, but I think there's one in Atlanta. You should check out a Comic-Con, but make sure that the Comic-Con has this thing, something similar to an artist alley. They might have a different name for it. I'll actually look it up for you so that you know exactly what to go to. But it's just, so there's the Comic-Con you go in and like there's, everybody's in the cosplay. It's a little bit weird, but it's also really fun. But um, just because, you know, it's sort of like a Halloween party, essentially. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but there's all these artists will go to them and they all have their custom work and you will see some beautiful stuff like it's it's things that you've never really seen before and it's like I call it like museum 2.0 because you're there the artist is there you're looking at their work and you can the more you admire it you can like talk to them too and you can talk about what they're doing Um, and it's not just people that are working on comic books it's just people that kind of do what they call genre work so it's like weird art um, for the most part, I've never really seen. I I feel like if it was like really graphic or anything like that, it would probably be somewhere else. Like they try to keep it clean for the comic cons because there's kids there too. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think you would enjoy that. I think you would enjoy that a lot, uh, especially if you're starting to appreciate the art in these various books that you're reading. And then I will also get you DC books to to read. I will find stuff that you that don't like. suck. Yes. Cool. All right. Um, my thing this week, I am going to go with a podcast again. I don't know. Did I do a podcast? I, I think I did a podcast last week. We're going to do another one. So You weren't here last week. You could really have two if you want. Oh, yeah. It was two weeks ago. Um, so I'm going to go with 
this podcast called The Biggest Problem in the Universe. It stars Maddox, which he is, to some, some people might know him as the original troll. He was one of those guys that were like just causing shit at, uh, um, back in the day since I was talking about it so much. And <laughs> he, would have, he would have like this website. I actually don't remember him too much because he annoyed the shit out of me, but I like him a lot more now. Um, and this other guy called Dick Masterson, and he sounds like Yakko from the Animaniacs or um, Raphael from the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles because Rob Paulson voiced both of them, and he kind of used the same voice. Um, so he sounds like Rob Paulson. <laughs> but Rob Paulson's a voice artist, so his voice is never his voice. So he sounds like Rob Paulson's work on these two characters. Um, but... Biggest problem in the universe fucking cracks me up all the time. It's sort of a trolley podcast. Like, it's definitely, um, if you're easily offended, maybe don't listen to it. But it's kind of like pointing out just, like, people's bullshit. And it's so funny. And they just have, like, this recurring list. And I bring it up because supposedly, and I might be wrong tomorrow when our podcast goes live, but last week, they release, they release every Tuesday as well. Last week, um, Maddox came onto the show without any mention of Dick and said that it was the last episode. And everybody is talking about it. They're like, oh, Dick and Maddox got into a fight. Because they're both very, like, you can see them getting into a fight that they'll, like, have, like, a grudge forever about. Um... So everyone thinks like something went down and now we don't have the show anymore. But he said it was the last episode. He, his, his claim is that they got gotten through all the problems. They got through 107 episodes. On each episode, they do about three problems. So they had like about 300 problems that were the biggest problems in the universe. Um, and I forget what the biggest problem was right now. Uh, <laughs> I forget what it was. Just go to the website, biggest problem in the universe. Um, just Google uh. it. But highly recommend the podcast. It's so funny. I listened to the last 10 episodes, so from 97 to 107, and then I've listened to the first 12 episodes. Um, so I haven't listened to the whole thing, but every episode that I've listened to so far has been really, really funny. Um, I think even if you do get easily offended, you'll get over it and like it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> cool. So yeah, that's my check it out. Post, we will also post that link. You know, that would be a really great podcast name for, like, a math podcast. A math? Like math. Like mathematical Oh, like the problems. biggest mathematical yeah. problems. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, are you, like, a, a math nerd on the low? Because me too. No. no. Um, I, no like, the I'm other saying. day, I was sitting there, and, like, I did a double... Um, I forget what they call it, but when you have to find for X and Y, like, there's two variables... Because I just like was. Oh yeah, what is that called? I forgot what they were called, but I was doing that sort of like work, and I found the answer, and I was like really proud of myself. I was like, "Fuck yeah, I can still do this shit." (laughs) Yeah, I don't think I can. Man, did you like hear about new math? I think there's other names for it, and it's probably not that new anymore. A lot of people complain about it. I think it's really interesting, and I think it's a great. um, I think. I think people are just not used to it, and people are like, oh, the kids don't need to know this, but I think it's the sort of thing where, like, yeah, they do a little bit of extra work in grammar school, but when they get to high school and they're, like, doing that sort of math, it really helps to understand how you get to those answers and not just, like, doing that bullshit what they would tell you before. Like, fucking study your timetables. Like, that doesn't mean anything. Memorizing things is useless now. Like, you can Google everything. You should never memorize anything. It's a waste of your brain. 
yeah, honestly, after hearing about it, I feel deprived. Mm-hmm. I feel like I would have loved math if that made sense. And it wasn't like my brain just like, like memorized the formula. I was like, that doesn't make sense. Like, how could this ever apply to anything? Just memorize these formulas. Yeah, yeah it's more so conceptual. Damn. And this is where I get to like my little like people are like, you fucking conservative bastard. I'm like, but like if you do the work for it, math is the sort of thing that you know, I get the stance of, like, not everyone's good at math. I get that. You know, definitely not everyone. I don't believe it's true. Uh, well, I believe, like, there's two, like, math gets to a point where, like, I don't think everyone's wired for it. But math is so ingrained in what we do that it's a hindrance if you don't force those people to learn to a certain level. Like, people need to be able to do to X amount of math to be able to like do their, to live life and to not get fucked over all the time and just like simple things like you should be able to calculate the tip of anything in your head right and it sucks that a lot of people can't do it and it's not their fault it's just like you know nobody me- made you memorize how to do it that's why you can't do it um, right people that, but instead like, of like instead of saying like there's people like math brains and non-math brains find different ways of teaching right new math right. now I have to study up on it I feel like I could finally relearn all these things I never actually learned. Just one day you will do those double variable. <laughs> so anyway, back to the world's biggest problem or the biggest problem in the universe. I'm gonna start that podcast. I'm gonna copy. You started right back up. You're like, fuck that. I'm gonna pick it up again, and all the followers are gonna be like, what? <laughs> this coming. We like just to in the plot. So much and nicer. By plot, I mean the plot line. <laughs> Make some math joke. Why is it all of a sudden just about math? Because <laughs> it was the 42 and the biggest problem in the universe. I don't know. Math is everywhere. You said it yourself. How do we end these things? Ooh, bye. No, um, no, no. There's like a thing. Right. Hold on. So I think there's things we have to talk about. Standard wrap up. Links. Oh, oh we tell it. people to send yeah. in their questions. That's what we do. Right. At where? Where can they send their questions? You can send your questions to podcast at holierthanyou.com. And you can like us on like Facebook, facebook.com slash loveyourdemon. Follow oh. us on Twitter, Instagram, and Tumblr. And maybe Snapchat. Maybe we might fuck around with Snapchat later and do some fun stuff at one of these film festivals that will eventually accept us. And I don't know what's taking them so long. But and on that note, I don't want you to follow us on Tumblr. Screw oh. you guys. All right. Well, don't follow us on Tumblr. But it's H-T-Y Prod if you do want to follow us. And remember, as always, you want to be part of that 5,000. So go to loveyourdemon.com and watch this awesome short film that stars our lovely co-host, Haley. I can't say your last name. How do I say your last name? Henninger. Henninger. Haley Henninger. But she's really cool. She eats things. It's kind of awesome. I don't know what you're doing with your life, but you need to fucking watch that thing. And I also want to know, how did you end up listening to this podcast without watching that movie? Because that does not add up with our social media shit. Anyways. We must be doing a good job with those hashtags. Yes. On Twitter. That must be what it is. All right. Well, till next week, this has been the How to Make a Demon podcast. And we are holier than you. Nerd, get up!